This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the TGT Stadium to join us for the first preview show of the season. Very happy, of course, to be joining you for a brand new campaign with a brand new look. Uh, Another change of strip for the channel uh, for another different show for the first time since the channel's rebrand. Thank you so much for joining us on this Wednesday afternoon. As always with these shows, this is our members exclusive series. Uh, We get our members from our members Discord server to jump on and have a chat about the next ask game of course which is Crystal Palace a very interesting fixture considering the 3-0 result last season uh, we have managed a win there under Mikel Arteta he did come at the end of the season before last with Gabriel Martinelli getting on the score sheet I wonder if that will happen again uh, it will make someone particularly happy I'm sure speaking of which let's bring in our guests for today first of all it's Mr Martinelli himself it's Kid. how you doing mate you good you well feels so good to be back I'm so happy uh yeah <laughs> thanks for having me again and uh yeah let's get into it Oh, pleasure, pleasure. Also joined by Dan. How you doing, mate? You good? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Again, I'm very excited for the start of the season. And Indeed. hope all goes well. Absolutely. Fingers crossed. And finally, it's the, uh, how am I best describing him? It's the fantasy footballing podcast extraordinaire. It's King. How you doing, King? You good? Uh, I'm good. I'm good. I, I love the upgraded introduction of myself. Thanks, man. Uh, <laughs> see, it's, it's new graphics and new introductions for guests. That's, that's yeah, how it works. Yeah. I actually had to design those myself to, to make sure they were spot on. And of course, welcome everybody joining us in the chat box as well. If you would like your chance of getting on our preview shows, of course, if you look at the link tree in the video description, you can join up as a channel member and join our Discord server and get involved with all of that goodness as well. We'll kick off by kind of getting your thoughts and feelings, Kian, about how your kind of head's at at the start of a brand new campaign. To be honest with you, I've never been so excited to start a season. Uh, obviously, I, I'm, I was too young for the Invincibles, but I've actually have never been so excited because we look hungry for once in going into a season. We've got some signings that are ready to play. Um, like obviously Gabriel Jesus, uh, Zinchenko. Um, I, I'd love Vieira to be fit, but he's he, obviously he's not yet. Um, but yeah, it's I'm I'm so excited, especially with Gabriel firing straight away. 
having Gabby Gabby and Gabby is always good as well. Saliba is like a new signing. Um, it does. I'm a bit nervous, obviously, being away to Palace for the first game on a Friday night. Obviously, they're going to be ready to go with Vieira doing what Vieira did last year. We only got a point against them last year. Mm. Um, so yeah, that that's that's scaring me a little bit. But no, I'm 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 really excited to start the season. I, obviously, as I do said, we want to win it. But with City and Liverpool the way they are, it's always a huge ask. Top four has to be the minimum. Um, but yeah, we wait and see. Europa League for me is what I want to win this year. Mm, yeah, it's uh, it's another tournament, another route, of course, into the Champions League. But Crystal Palace is Dan our first obstacle. Is there a very different feeling going to Selhurst Park this time compared to what just three months ago? I think it was. I think very much so. I think especially your first game of the season. I mean, we don't really know what to expect, but coming off such a good preseason that we've just had. I don't think anyone can see us losing. I mean, maybe there's some, <laughs> some fans out there, but I'm sure they're right. Yeah, it's gone through Twitter. But um, I obviously I've watched all the preseason games and I went to the Emirates Cup, and we just look yeah. so ready for for this league. And I, apart from injuries getting in the way, I just don't know how we can kind of not do well this season. But only time will tell. But uh, for this Palace game. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be difficult because I kind of looked at their preseason and they've not they've kind of had that average kind of preseason, but Zaha looks on on fire, so um, cut him out is going to be the main thing. But with White and Saliba, I don't think it's going to be too much of a challenge. Yeah, we'll, we'll come on to that because they, they do face a significant challenge, of course, in in Wilfred Zaha King. It's a brand new season, brand new campaign. Uh, we've seen changes to the team, changes to the setup. There's only been really, I mean, if you think about it, Jesus is obviously the standout addition to the squad, but most of the starting eleven, you know, is is still the same as it was last season. Are you surprised at how much of a difference the additions of Jesus Zinchenko and, of course, the return of of Saliba have had on this side? Um, no, not really, because if you look at Jesus and you look at Sinchenko, they come from probably, if not the best team, one of the best team in the world, in, in Man City. And they've been there for years. they got experience of winning. They're also international players. You know, Jesus plays for Brazil. Sinchenko plays for Ukraine. Mm. And we've also seen how good Saliba is when he played for Marseille. He's been so good that he's now a France international player as well. So... If you add three players to your starting 11, that's probably 20-25% of your starting 11. So if you can improve 20-25%, to 25%, uh, it's good. And we've seen it, you know, the players look sharper, mm. they look physically more fit, and you, they, you can see the hunger in the eyes from the players. And that is what I'm more excited about, that they look hungry for this season. Yeah, it's a really good way of actually putting it, if you think about it that way. Adding three players to the starting 11 is, you know, you're more than 25% improved uh, in your starting 11 than you was last season. And that's a significant bump for a size of this, you know, a, a team as good as Arsenal already are. To see another extra, say, 25-30% extra in upgrade added to the team is is really important and key to hopefully getting to where we need to be. Kian, when it comes down to our opponents, though, you know, Crystal Palace are a side that we've notoriously come up against in the past and had problems with. Patrick Vieira didn't lose to Mikel Arteta last season. Um, and we were fortunate to get away with just a point from the two games. If you remember, Alexandre Lacazette scored that very late goal at the Emirates. 
they don't have Conor Gallagher this time around, but they have signed a few impressive players. Chait Decore, of course, is the standout amongst them. Are you fearful of them, or do you now have so much confidence in this new team and so much excitement, as you mentioned, that actually you're kind of just focusing on on ourselves? Um, to be honest, yeah, I'm nervous because, again, how many times have we been excited for Arsenal and they've just shot us in the foot? So I'm a bit nervous that way. And it is Palace. It, it, like Zaha always turns up against us because he wants to play for us. Let's put it this way. Um, Gallagher is a huge loss. I actually, even though he's a Norwich Chelsea player, I actually really do like him. I think he's a serious player. Mm. Um, so they will miss him a lot. Um, but like Edouard, he he's still to show what he can do from what he did at Celtics. Um, so I, I think... I think Palace are good. It just depends on whether Arsenal go out fighting like they have for the last few friendly games. Will they get nervous and see the crowd and then realise that it is the league and not not go out firing straight away like they did in the friendlies? Um, if we do that, I can see it being a huge score towards us. But if not, I could see us drawing, if not losing, near the end. But again, it's a good thing that Saliba hasn't conceded yet in an Arsenal shirt. Um, so hopefully with the likes of White and Gabriel and Sinchenko with him, we can keep the clean sheet and try to get the one or two goals, hopefully. And yeah, I think we, we can win this game. Yeah, I think we absolutely can. Dan, we look at kind of the areas of, of most threats for them. And you mentioned a second ago, you know, Wilfred Zaha. He's going up against Ben White and uh, William Saliba. Last time around, it was Cedric uh, at the back with Ben White. It's, it's quite a different pairing, of course, to try and deal with it. A lot more defensively astute, I would say. It is very, very different. I mean, when we were playing Sevilla, again, it's pre-season, and I think they put out a bit of a second-string team. Mm. But when you see just the way that Saliba kind of is so calm and collected and nothing bothers him, and I feel like you could put a Zaha there and Saliba would deal with it. He's quick as well, but he always seems to be in the right the right position and that's what I like about him so I think him being so composed with Gabriel and White either side of him I think that makes a really good kind of back three in a sense when Zinchenko mm. moves forward um, so I think it's the perfect shape as well that we play to kind of counteract uh, the the other players um, and I think hope, I, I kind of hope that this season's a bit different in the sense that it doesn't matter who we come up against we play the Arsenal way um, and yeah, I kind of just hope we we play the way we want to play, whether it's Palace or whether it's Liverpool. I, I know I've heard people say that against the big clubs like City, Liverpool, we should go to a three mm. at the back. I just disagree with that. I think that the shape that we're going to be playing with potentially Zinchenko and whether it's Tommy Asso or White kind of going into the midfield, I think we need to stick with that. And perfect that. Obviously, we can have the plan Bs and plan Cs off the bench. But I think if we stick to that shape, then we'd be able to beat anyone on our day. Mm, yeah, I think that that is the foundation of, of a really successful side is, you know, you know White and Saliba. You I mean, you can interchange White, Saliba and Tommy Asu. Those three, I imagine, will interchange that right centre-back and right-back position. And it's a really strong base. You know, we, we were a bit concerned, I think, about how little depth we had at right-back. But I think White's presence there might put people at ease do you think well seeing white playing in at right back in pre-season has kind of mm. made me think is tommy assey getting back in i'm sure he yeah. will in time but it's such a good dilemma to have as well as left back when tierney's back fully fit mm. 
does he get in? But I, I don't mind being, do we have one or the other? Because they're both quality left backs. It's not last season where if it wasn't Tierney, it was Tavares who just isn't at that level yet. Um, so it's hap- I'm very happy to have that depth around the whole, uh, I'd say the whole team. There are areas in our team that might still need a bit of help, but it's definitely improving. And look, we're not going to do everything in one window. There are going to be gaps that are still going to be there come come the end of the transfer window. But we've mm. already, if we don't make any other signings, I think we've just improved our team so much with the additions of you know, Jesus, Sinchenko, Hopefully, Vieira, obviously, it's difficult to tell about him. But also, I just think Saliba as well. I know he's not a transfer signing, but I mean, he's the de- he, he's going to improve our team a, a, a lot, I think. Yeah, yeah. Like a new signing, the famous saying exactly. goes, of course. But he genuinely is. like he's, he's, he's the closest you can get to that definition because he was a new signing that we've never played before in a competitive game. So... This is going to be his competitive debut three years after we signed. Well, him. I think uh, when yeah, when you on. compare kind of our transfer window to other teams, then you're not including Saliba in that, and that's why that maybe people think Tottenham's market's been better. But mm. if you were to add Saliba, who let's say we hadn't signed Saliba, all of a sudden sure. we've signed what a fifty million, sixty million centre back. I don't know how mm-hmm. much is it'd be, but yeah, yeah, adding Easily something like 50, someone. Yeah. Yeah, adding someone like that in the team is just a massive improvement. So, yeah, we signed him two, three seasons ago. But to me, this is his first full season. So we'll, we'll see what happens. I think, I think that, you know, there's there's a credit to be had because if we, if, if say we'd done a poll, you know, halfway through last season where Saliba's future was uncertain, there were the interviews, of course, that are out there. He was talking about how happy he was. There was no indication from Arsenal that he was staying. If there was a poll put out to the fan base, I'd be pretty confident in predicting that the majority of people would have said they weren't really confident in him being at the club next season. I think I don't think that's an unfair statement. I'm sure people may have been confident he was going back, but I think a lot of the most people would have said probably that they weren't particularly confident that he would return. And in keeping him, I think that is, you know, in itself a small success for the summer and showing him that pathway into the team. Has Have we been fortunate that Tomiyasu isn't available? And so that obviously is there. If Tomiyasu was fully fit, would he be starting this game against Crystal Palace? We, we don't know. Ultimately, we don't know the answer. Um, but when Tommy Asu does return to full fitness, it will be interesting who goes into that right centre back spot in the starting lineup for a Premier League game. If indeed, you know, Saliba has been playing and White has been playing. At the moment, I'd probably bet on it being Saliba, considering he is playing in the right centre-back role for the moment, whereas Wyatt may have to find a place on the bench or at least in rotation. Uh, King, we'll come to you lastly before we go to our, our lineups that we're hoping to see. Um, Crystal Palace have obviously got a manager in, in Patrick Vieira that knows everything he can about Arsenal of old, much less so new, despite having two very good results against Arsenal during his time at the club. Do you expect Palace to come out with that same intensity they did last time? Or do you think that having seen how Arsenal have changed in these past three, four months, that they may be a little bit more tactically aware than going as gung-ho as they did before? Well, it's the first game of the season. Mm. It's a night game at Sellers Park. I think the players, the Crystal Palace players, are going to be very excited and Vieira is going to tell them to go in, play physically hard, try and get two, three tackles at the first of the game, try and win the 50-50s. But I also think that they're probably going to try and 
counter-attack a lot because, you know, they got a lot of space on the wings, whether it is Olize or Ayub or Saha. From what I've seen from Crystal Palace, they've changed their formation to a double pivot with the new signing of Dukore. So him and Schlopp kind of play a double pivot and SA play in that 10 role. So it's going to be interesting to see how they do because obviously last year SA was out injured most of the season and the quarry wasn't there and they had Gallagher so they have a new formation and SA and Saha has looked very well but I think in general obviously they are going to be more cautious they have seen what we have done they have seen the additions we've had to the squad and I mean even other managers from other teams are talking about Arsenal and We've never yeah. seen that in preseason. Oh, I shouldn't say never, but we haven't seen that for years. And I just really hope that, you know, all this hype, this excitement, we can bring that. And we are the team that's going to be on the front foot, going to be aggressive. Because I do believe that if we take the game to Palace, we are going to win because we are a better team than what they are. Uh, I honestly believe that. Mm, absolutely. Um, regarding injury news, before we go to lineups, of course, Emil Smith Rowe is not expected to be fit yet. Tommy Asu, Vieira, uh, and Tierney have been back in training. Mikel Arteta has a press conference tomorrow. Uh, to my understanding, it's, it's at 12 noon. Um, so usually you can watch along with that. Of course, it will be available to watch back on the Arsenal way as always as well. So we'll get more clarity on those, but they are all expected to be doubts, and none of those aforementioned players are expected to be anywhere near the starting lineup, at least for Friday's game. So we can go with some certainty into the into the game, knowing what teams we want. Now, spoiler alert: we have all chosen the same team. <laughs> it's just pretty common knowledge at this stage. I think most people would choose this team, and it's the team, of course, that we've been seeing over the past uh, couple of weeks against both Chelsea and Sevilla. Uh, one of the differences what we're doing with this season uh, and with the addition of our brand new graphics is having, and to kind of generate some more discussion, is a prediction on who we think the five-star performance is going to come from in the game. King, we start with you. You've cheated and gone for the obvious pick in Gabriel Jesus, but talk me through how you're feeling about this team right now and in Jesus in particular. I mean, for me, I think Jesus have shown in preseason what he will bring to the club and he's looked amazing, honestly. Technically, he's there. Physically, he's there. Fitness, sharpness and the aura. And you can see, it. you know, whenever he has an opportunity, the first touch is on order. No longer do we have to worry about if our centre-forward can control the ball, if our centre-forward can link up, if our centre-forward is playing DM, <clears throat> like I said. Now we got Jesus. He has the mobility. He has the technical ability as well. And he has something to prove. He wants to show to everyone that he can be the star man. He probably want to show Man City, you know what? You made a mistake to not making me the main man and this is what you're going to pay for. So I'm really excited to see Jesus. I'm even thinking about making him the captain for, for the first game. That's how <laughs> much I fantasy. believe in him. Yeah, yeah, yeah for the FPL. <laughs> Interesting. He is in my team. I mean, I'm assuming Kian and Danny's in your fantasy teams as well. It's. I think he... he I, Drew messaged me the other day saying apparently he kind of holds the record for the most picked player going into a new season. I think something like 71% of people 
actually have Jesus in their he's, side. He's at 73 now. It's crazy. He's at 73. Wow. Unbelievable. So, yeah, it's uh, it's quite impressive how much he has taken that and just so many plaudits, considering how many people said he is a Man City reject, if you remember when he made that move. Quite a lot of people are picking him for their team, so not quite the reject that people originally thought about the player. Uh, let's move forward to, I believe, Kean's is next. It is indeed, uh, and it would be completely uncharacteristic of you not to pick Martinelli. But why do you think that he is going to be the star player for this game? Yeah, no, um, I know people are going to be sick straight away. Bias, bias, bias. But I, <laughs> I just think the way we're uh, pressing at the moment from the front, this guy just runs for days. He's he's incredible. And I think this season is huge for him as well. The show, obviously, last year with Saka. And near the end, it was Eddie, where everyone was praying for Eddie to score goals. But I think this time is going to be Martinelli's time. Um, he also has he's done very well with the assists for the Sevilla game. Uh, and just from the Sevilla game as well, I've noticed... I'm uh, sorry, Chelsea as well. Mm. He... Every time Ramsdale gets the ball, he looks up to see where Martinelli's staying. He's staying on the line of the halfway line constantly and trying to get over behind the defenders. And I think that'll be huge against Palace as well. I think that's where we could get a goal or two um, with Jesus and Saka running on. So in my FBL team, I actually have the front three. I, I think we're going to get I'll get some goals. Hopefully we will uh, batter them 6-0 like we have uh, Sevilla. <laughs> Um, but going on my going by my 11, I just want to say I was really, really close to putting Lakanga in instead of Xhaka, but Xhaka was playing so well in preseason. We have to play him. I think Lakanga is playing very well as well in that eight role. He got two goals in preseason as well. Um, so I think obviously he, he was very close that way, but with Xhaka's performances, we have to keep him in there. And Dan, obviously, you have also picked Gabriel Jesus as, as your star man for this team. Um, without obviously going into too much of repeating what King said, like, what do you think the impact on the players around him is going to be this season? I just think he's a he's a winner, so he's going to be bringing that to the team. He, I don't know if you've watched Arsenal's recent YouTube video. It's like a quick packing challenge. <laughs> I, I, it's on my watch list. I still need to see. It. <laughs> It's a bit, it's a bit random, but you, yeah, a little bit. But but he won that, and he just not that that makes a difference. But he, yeah, he brings that winning mentality to the team that I think we've been lacking because not many people, not many players in our team have won um, tournaments or anything really. Whereas mm. where he was at City was winning every game pretty much, and I think that's really important to the rest of our players. I think if we were to go one nil down, which well, it's going to be a big test because obviously last season we, we struggled to, to overturn that. Um, I think Jesus will help significantly to kind of go beyond that. Um, and yeah, I mean, just as well as that, it's, it's the things he does with Saka and Martinelli. It's kind of having three forwards. Um, they're all so rotational. I saw Jesus coming up to the left, Saka going to the left. Martinelli going through the middle. Everyone's interchangeable, and that is really important, I think. And that's, I think, why Arteta really liked Jesus as well, because he's not just a number nine. He can drift wide, and I think that's also going to be really important. Um, in terms of the rest of the team, I mean, yeah, it speaks for itself. Kind of looking forward to see Ramsdale, the new number one. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, and yeah, it's just, I'm very excited to watch this team play. <laughs> 
That's all I can yeah. say. Absolutely. Like, Kean started off the show by saying it's the most exciting he's been for a long time for a new season. And I, I can't really disagree with that. Uh, for me, I've gone for William Saliba. Um, you know, he's going to be playing in that right centre-back spot alongside Ben Wyatt and going up against Crystal Palace's biggest threat. And if you can nullify Wilfred Zaha with a, a team that no longer has Conor Gallagher, yes, Everett is, is certainly one to look out for as well. But I think if you nullify Wilfred Zaha, then you will be able to nullify the main threat of, of Crystal Palace. And that is what Saliba and White are going to have to do. It would not surprise me if you see Zaha throughout the game switch to the right-hand side because he may struggle so much with dealing with trying to get past both White and Saliba. Um, of course, that means then Gabriel and Zinchenko will have to deal with things. I think if Vieira is smart, he may even start Zaha on the right-hand side um, because, of course, Zinchenko is much more inclined to push up the field than what White will be. Um, and I think that could be an area that they look to exploit with their attacking players, as I think it will for a number of teams this season. But what I think you notice about the Premier League, though, is the biggest sides mainly have their biggest threat on the left. You think of Spurs with Son. Of course, you think of less so with Liverpool, of course, with Salah. But it doesn't really matter with Liverpool because they've got so many quality players across the front three. You think about Manchester City playing Grealish or Foden and, and they've got Julian Alvarez, of course, who is a striker, but can also play on the left-hand side too. There's so many teams that have got that left-sided threat and, and White and Saliba and Tomiyasu are going to be coming up against a lot of those this year. And I'm a lot more confident, you know, having someone like Saliba uh, in there to interchange, as we were discussing a little bit earlier on with Tomiyasu and Ben White across the season. And I'm hoping that, that our right-hand side is certainly going to be locked down a lot more than the two of Cedric and Holding that have course went to the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium last season and were frankly embarrassed by Son and Kane and ultimately led to our demise unfortunately. Um, we are going to move now to predictions. This is the time for you guys in the chat box to get more interactive. Tell us what scoreline you think we're going to see on Friday and we'll go through some of your comments as well. We've had a couple of, uh, of Super Chats coming too. Uh, Crispy Rice, uh, who I know that a lot of people have pointed out in the chat box that says he's actually his name is just Chris Price, spelt wrong. But uh, I, I think it's Crispy Rice. I'm just putting that out there. Uh, and Inny, uh, he says, uh, Palace will struggle with our press. And Inny says, uh, what changes have happened to the Palace team that creates new questions for Arsenal? Of course, Chait Decore being in there is an interesting figure. They haven't Whilst they've had, you know, kind of physical midfielders in the form of Chait Kuyate, um, for instance, this is an interesting player. I don't know loads about him. Uh, he's a very ironically Vieira-esque kind of player that they've put into the midfield. So that that's going to be intriguing of how he changes things. Uh, Elise is, is injured, I think. I don't think he's going to be available for the game. Yeah, he started King. to train, but he, he's not going to start the game. Okay, yeah, so yeah. that's that's good to know. Eze is, of course, the other threat. He's been there a while, but did suffer quite a serious injury in the past and only came back towards the end of last season. Um, Striker-wise, they've still got the usual suspects, I think, of Ayu and Benteke, etc., and Eduard and Mateta still there, or has he gone back? Yeah, he's he still like, there. So they, still they, there. They, they bought him in, in January. But Eduard has looked a bit better in pre-season, but mm. we should be fine. What do you make about Saliba, you know, watching him during preseason and I know you were talking about it a bit before mm. but you know a lot of people had a lot of energy against the manager because he put him out on loan but you don't see the same praise now that it seems to be the right decision what do you think Dan I think it's exactly the correct decision because had Saliba come back to the to the team last season he wouldn't have had as much game time and 
he would have made more mistakes. I remember I, I watched Marseille uh, not a lot, but I've watched highlights and I, I saw Saliba made mistakes and he needed that kind of that year of building maturity. And now in pre-season, we've seen what he's become. And after listening to a few of, few of Tom's shows, you can tell that Saliba has uh, definitely improved since since a year ago. Um, and I think, yeah, it is exactly the right decision. The, the only thing is, had we had Saliba last season, you could argue a case that we would have added to the, to the depth and potentially we might well have finished in the top four because where we didn't have holding, maybe we had a Saliba who who was almost definitely better than yeah. Uh, yeah. holding last season. Maybe we That's wouldn't have only... bought White though, I suppose, if we'd have potentially. kept Saliba. Yeah. But the, the thing with that, it, it's a risk that you've got to take. And I think Arteta and Edu saw it as a risk that if we loan Saliba out, he'll come back so much better, which will make this season better. And whereas last season with White, we probably didn't mm. need Saliba as much because he would have just been a like a third option, essentially. I don't so think I'm we'd be looking happy. at the Saliba that yeah. we have right now if we exactly. had have kept him. You know, I think and he's in uh, the, he's in the well, French national team now, so mm. the, the levels that he's he's gained from that loan, and I don't think he would have have been the same had he had he not gone on loan. And look, I, I agree. Go on, King. I, I mean, I watched Saliba probably every game since we bought him, and I watched him a bit before we bought him as well. And as much as I rate him and I really like this guy. He looks better now. Like Saliba, one thing that he was struggling last season was ball watching. And he's taking that out of his game. His positional play is better because he's always been amazing on the ball. You know, he's he's naturally gifted with, with his physics and how quick he is. But, you know, as a defender in defending, he's better now. And let's not forget that the Arsenal fan base, Sky Sports, certain YouTube channels, if Saliba came and he played against Brentford and Ivan Tony bullied him, who's going to highlight him? You know, you're going to see Gary Neville, oh, why did Arsenal let this 18-year-old play? You know, he's not ready for the Prem. And then people start putting this pressure on this kid. So I, I actually think it was good that he, he went on loan. Mm. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, Kian, any thoughts on Saliba before we go to predictions? Yeah, I just want to add there, like, the thought that, you know, when we sent them off, we kind of just said, okay, that's sadly going to be Saliba gone. Like, it says a lot about his mentality. I'm not going to... Well, I have to, but Gwendouzi, he got sent away as well. The, the, the mentality in both players is completely different. Like, mm. Arteta knew that, put it into the same team, and that shows a lot. So if you send off Gwendouzi for, what, 11 million and... Saliba goes away and gets Young Player of the Year for the league on with attacking forces of like Neymar, Messi, Mbappe. Says a lot about of a player's mentality to bring him into the Premier League and then start him in friendly straight away. Then if he can go away and get us Champions League football, that says a lot about that player. Like Mar mm. when was the last time Marseille were in the Champions League? It, 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 I'd say it's been a while. Mm, so. Well, yeah. If you if you look in that and with the defensive record that they've had with Saliba, I'm I'm delighted he's there. Let's go. Mm. Again, I, I mean on the Gendouzi thing, you know, the difference is obviously things went on behind the scenes with Gendouzi with the manager that we know about and some of the things we don't know about. Uh, he went away. Saliba, of course, spoke quite outwardly, you know, in in response to being 
told that he wasn't ready. You know, you could tell there was frustration there. You could tell he was irritated by what happened to him. You could tell it being a £27 million signing that he thought he was going to get more opportunities sooner. But the fact that he has come back, despite saying those things, and not only integrated himself into the team, but Arteta has clearly shown that there is a pathway back for you. Even if, say, you you know, you sway away from the path maybe slightly, you can get yourself back if you're willing to to do what is required. And and that is the job of a manager at the end of the day, is making sure everyone, all the players fall in line with what he's asking for. And if they don't, you move them on, you be ruthless, and you, you keep a squad that's going to take you in the right direction. Uh, let's and to go be honest, sorry, some... Tom, just, sorry, just to add there as well, like it, that's, it, that's why I'm excited about Tavares now as well, to see what he does. Because mm. obviously that mistake against Liverpool, I'm looking forward to seeing what's his mentality. Because I do if... When we signed him, didn't they say, um, where do we get him from again? Uh, that uh, Benfica. He, Benfica, yeah. They said that his mentality was shocking, that he wanted first-team football um, and that he wasn't happy with the first choice. Mm. And that's why he left. So I'm interested now. I would describe he, it as shocking with. mentality, to be honest. It's a bit of a strange, wasn't it? No, so but... Like, again, yeah, yeah. people describe as arrogance, I suppose, but... You know, he's gone to Marseille and from all intents and purposes, feedback I've heard from a couple of, you know, Marseille contacts of mine I, I got whilst covering Saliba there, that the, the, they are very impressed with the step up that they've had from Jordan Amavi and, and of course, Sag Kalasinac they've had at the club. Um, we'll go through some of the predictions from the chat and then we'll get it from our guests as well. Samuel uh, Laston says 3-0 to the Arsenal. Uh, thanks, V-Dub, for the compliment and 2-0 uh, to the Arsenal in terms of a prediction. Uh, Sam Lowe says 3-1 Arsenal with it being 1-1 at half time. Uh, Troy says 0-0, but asking Arsenal to prove him wrong. Jacob says 3-1 to the Arsenal. Vander says 5-0 Arsenal. That would be absolutely fantastic to see. Matt Thornton going for a 3-1. Josh going for a 3-0. Uh, Gimba Tuls going for a 4-1 uh, Sorry, Arsenal. And Temi going for a very optimistic 12-0 to the Arsenal. Um, Kian, do you want to try and top that in terms of optimism? Because you said 6-0 a second ago. No, that was a joke, let's be honest. Uh, but to be <laughs> fair, I, I do think that we're going to set a statement. I think this is the biggest game that can set the statement, especially the last few seasons when we've we've got embarrassed by Palace, let's be honest. So mm. I, I think 2-0, 3-0, um, and yeah, I'd be delighted with that. Happy days. Scorers? Uh, on oh, the break, Martinelli, yeah, Martinelli <laughs> on the break. And I'm going to go Jesus. I think Jesus is going to fire one from outside the box. Let's go. Lovely stuff. Johan says 3-1 Arsenal. Olu says 5-2 Arsenal. Harvey says 4-0. I'm hoping that's to the Arsenal. Same with J uh, DJ Jackie B. 3-1. Uh, Josh going 3-0 Arsenal. Paul going 3-1 Arsenal. Zeus going for a 2-0 with a Jesus brace. Dan, what are you going for? Very quickly on Kian. Um, I don't think Jesus has ever scored outside the box. So if that happens, then that would be quite something. It's like a Cockerland um, screamer all over again. <laughs> or the Cedric screamer, yeah. Um, I think I'm going to go for 3-0, kind of do a bit of revenge, um, especially on Friday night, the opener. We have to make a statement. Um, shut up all those Tottenham fans. <laughs> oh, it, it, it would be amazing if we, we came came back with a good win. And um, I think the goal scores are going to be Gabby, Gabby and Gabby. Gabby, Gabby, Gabby. I love it. Yes. If that yeah. ever happens, genuinely it will. the greatest will. day ever. <laughs> I remember you used to have, I think there was one game and Xhaka, Saka and Laka scored. Yeah. Which yeah, is quite something. So it will it will happen, just whether it's this game or not, but I, I'm yeah. going for it. 
Shaka Laka and Saka are more likely though, because none of them are defenders. And Gabriel's scoring, of course, is is a more he of a challenge. He scores a lot of headers. I like some highest scoring defender in the Premier League last season. Um, interesting yeah. stat, which I'm sure King knows of all of his FPL knowledge. Uh, Ron going for a three-one to the Arsenal. Uh, Baza going for a four-nil, hopefully to the Arsenal. Steve Stone says two-one uh, Arsenal. Uh, MJ10 says three-one Arsenal. Greg says four-one to the Arsenal. Paul says two-nil Arsenal. And Brad says three-one with Jesus and Saka scoring. King. Give me a prediction, my son. Um, I'm going for 3-1 Arsenal. I think Saha will get his goal. He always <laughs> seems to score against us, unfortunately. But I do think we're going to win quite comfortable. I think J2 scores two and Saliba scores one in his first game. Oh. You know he didn't score a single goal. I know, he didn't score a single goal (laughs) from Marseille. And uh, he didn't score in preseason either, but he almost Mm. scored. And uh, I just have a feeling it's one of them nights where everything is going to go beautiful for Arsenal. He he did score one for Marseille that got ruled out right at the end of the season, I think. Yeah, Yeah. And I don't think it was... Was it a bit of a strange one as well? I think it was. Yeah, I think think VAR ruled it out. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they I remember, so I remember him celebrating and running away, going like this, and yeah. remember that picture being used a lot. Uh, Ronnie Pickering says 3 0. I think there's fluidity and goals in this team. Crispy Rice says 2 0, clean sheet. Afsar says 0 0. Uh, Afsar's going for a 3 1 defeat. Unbelievable negativity. Rob Red says 3 2 Arsenal with a Jesus hat trick. Back to back hat tricks. Uh, Mr. Tesh says 6 0 Arsenal. Again, another Jesus hat trick prediction. Lovely to see. And uh, plenty more predictions coming in that I'll highlight as we round off today's show uh thank you everybody so much for tuning in and listening you drop a like on the video and subscribe if you're new kian thank you for your time my friends tell people where they cheers. can find you cheers time for having me dan king always a pleasure um yeah obviously twitter kian or rear and underscore kian um but yeah I'll, if you want any martinelli biased yeah i'm here um i'll definitely be on again <laughs> look forward look forward to the big season it's huge um and I'm again, as I said, I'm really excited and I'm looking forward to King uh, beating King in FPL as well. It should be fun. Lovely Likewise. stuff. Lovely stuff. Dan, tell people where they can find you, my friend, and thanks for coming on. Yeah, I'm on Twitter, although I don't really do it, but Discord, you can find me. You can also find me on King's football show at some point tonight if, mm. if that happens, where I'll be arguing my case about. Uh, Harlan not doing so well. <laughs> Lacazette being a. You're, you're just going to try La- Lacazette, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. So Unreal. if you're if you're interested, uh, come to King Show. Brilliant, King. I was about to say, tell me where you can find you. Dan's done it for you, but do give your channel a shout out, of course. Yeah, thank you, King. First, thank you, Dan. <laughs> Whoa, I mean, fair enough. If you want to call me the King, that's fine. I was, <laughs> was going to say, thank you for having me on your show. You know, it's always a pleasure. And I also have to big you up. Honestly, the content, the graphic, it looks amazing. And, Thanks, and you're man. just going to the top, Tom. Honestly, just continue what you're doing. It's amazing. And yeah, guys, I finally have a p- channel. Uh, it's <laughs> King's Football Show. It's going to be a lot of FPL content. I will do some football shows as well, as well but it's going to be a lot of FPL content, a lot of banter. So please tune in. I'm going to try and do a show with Dan as well. If we can make it today, we will for sure. I'm going to speak with him in the background. But yeah, thanks to everyone for tuning in. Love your stuff. Make sure you go and subscribe. Say it one more time, Kings. Know where to find it. Kings Football Show. Yeah. Yeah. Kings Football Show. It's right there. You can see the Kings Football Show. And I'm on, that's the same name I have on Twitter and on Instagram now as well. So Kings Football Show.
how many subscribers have you started on already? How many have we got? I think I'm on 68 and I've That's only been stuff. on YouTube for two or three weeks. So again, the right. TGT well, there's, family. There's 800 of you watching in here right now. Let's get King up to 100 subs. King Football oh, Show. Let's get him up to 100 subs. Come on, people. Let's show that support to one of our fantastic contributors to the channel. King Football Show. Plenty of content coming, especially if you enjoy fantasy football, which I do now have to address for the hundredth time. <laughs> Jabu says, please share the TGT Fantasy League. Need to add my team, Jabu. I have said this so many times, but if you go to the link tree in the description down below, it will take you to our link tree page. And on that page is an auto join link for the Fantasy League. I don't know how many times I've said it, but I've said it a million times. I've commented it a million times. I've tweeted it a million times. It's in the description. Click the link. It is there. Actually, sorry, on that, um, are we allowed Spurs players? Are we letting people Spurs players this year? I mean, I haven't because it's just personal pride. I don't do it. I don't pick Spurs players. Dan, have you been as... I I haven't, but King has picked... Two, three. Ooh. 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 To be uh, fair, King it... is a competitive FBL player. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I always say this, yeah. When it comes to FPL, before I used to play just for fun and I didn't pick Spurs players. But now <laughs> I play it to win it and I'm also doing content on it. So I have to be non-biased. But for me, it's like if if I pick Harry Kane and he doesn't score and, and uh, Spurs lose, I'm, I'm more happy than I pick him and he scores and I get points, if that makes sense. I think you've justified your reasoning, King. Fair enough. He does produce content. He does need to stay uh, level-headed. So if you want some level-headed discussion around fantasy football, make sure you go and subscribe to King's Football Show. Um, I'll definitely put a link to that in the description as well after that, if you send that to me after the show finishes, so, King. Tom, yes, Dan. One more, one more thing. Where is the link for the FPL league? Let's just just get rid of Dan. There we go. Lovely stuff. Uh, (laughs) uh, Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. Uh, Where is the where is the code, people? Where is it? Tell tell the people where it is. In the link tree. tree. In the link tree. Thank you. Okay, good stuff. Brilliant. And uh, I'll also leave a link in the live chat box to King's show if you haven't already gone and subscribed. Um, Thank you so much for tuning in. I'll be back bright and early tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. Keeping you up to date with all the latest Arsenal transfer news. Fingers crossed there'll be some more positive stuff with there being, you know, hints that things might be stepping up towards the end of the summer window but it's most likely we're going to this crystal palace game with the team and the squad that we have right now and to be honest i think from the predictions we've seen from the guys and from you lot in the chat box there is an air of real optimism about arsenal this season that i'm looking forward to see hopefully being delivered upon we will see you again very very soon thank you for listening and as always up the arsenal It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.